jurisdiction area is food security. And, and without the rail, there is no way to boost that food security up to benefit Alaska. They could be producing enough food where we would be not having to import a lot of beef, a lot of pork, and, yeah. and a lot of grains. And so how can you help us get that funding to build those two extensions so our railroad is actually serving the purpose for Alaska here? Yeah. Well, you're a great advocate on this topic, <laughs> so your constituents should know that because it's certainly not the first time you've raised it with me. A um, couple things. You know, we made progress is kind of the broader issue on rail, but we got President Trump to, um, to uh, sign off on the A2A presidential permit to cross into Canada. That's not easy to do. That's important. And thankfully, you know, you saw me... Uh, railing against President Biden's uh, last frontier lockup, that was actually one of the few things, maybe I shouldn't even say this publicly, that's one of the few things they, they did not reverse the Trump administration on. So don't tell anyone that in the Biden White House because I don't want them to think that maybe they should do that. So, um, so that big vision has potential for sure. You know, I was a strong uh, supporter of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So was Don Young. So was Lisa. Wasn't perfect. I know there was some criticism. Trust me, there's a lot of ways to improve it. Just like there's a lot of ways to force questions. There's a lot of ways to improve that supplemental bill, too, to be honest. But um, to your point, we're resource rich, infrastructure poor. And one of my big things that I do in this job is anytime there is an opportunity to get behind something that will give us more infrastructure, uh, I'm for it. And you know I'm for that northern uh, rail extension. Um, I always like to tell people in the Congress, resource-rich, infrastructure-poor. We have less road miles in Connecticut, and we're almost 120 times bigger than that state. Right? We have a huge way to go in terms of catch-up. The issue, and we looked into it, I think I mentioned this to you, the infrastructure bill has a lot of uh, good stuff just on basic highways, ports, roads. You know, there's this issue that has been in the news lately on the STIP where we've been, you know, quietly working with state DOT and federal DOT to make sure that that you know, gets addressed because the bill has a lot. The one thing that my guys have been looking into is whether all that infrastructure funding has the potential for rail money. And I think the answer, I'm looking at my staff, but I think the answer is no. And um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't go for it, but now we have this big, a lot of infrastructure, that that could be a way to address it. But I think in terms of the bipartisan infrastructure bill, I don't think those federal funds can go to that. But, you know, I'm on the Environment and Public Works Committee in the Commerce Committee. Those are the infrastructure committees in the Senate. So we are more than motivated to work with you guys on that project, on the rail extension, on uh, in the Matsu that relates to the uh, rail extension and port. Any infrastructure ideas that come out of the legislature here, I think I'm like batting a thousand that I always support them. So we're, we'll continue to work with you guys on that. 
And it is a giant issue for our state. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the other thing is we kind of missed out, right? In the Eisenhower administration years, we weren't really we weren't a state yet, so everybody gets these giant, you know, highway funds. EPA hadn't been invented by then, so that was another reason that uh, you know helped America get to build roads, and we missed out on a lot of that. So we have a lot of catching up to do on infrastructure and. A giant part of my focus in the Senate is getting us there, which is why uh, we'll, we'll continue to work with you on that. But I know it's a big issue, and you've been a great advocate. Uh, Senator Bishop. Uh, good afternoon, Senator. No question, just a comment, just to dovetail real quick on my uh, good friend and representative from uh, Toke. Uh, we were at a, a Golden Spike ceremony, and... Um, uh, we heard the Assistant uh, Secretary of Transportation for the Biden, admi Biden administration tell us that they had billions of dollars for rail expansion. So uh, maybe they were misspoken, but I don't. Well, Click, let's. Uh, I mean, let's. Let's. We can certainly strategize on that. So, and, and, and I've talked to your staff about. They're probably throwing me under the bus right now, but. Um, I think you're throwing me under the. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But I, what I really wanted to say was I and Representative Cronk want to thank you for sending your staff with us on, on river trips with Tanano Chiefs. Mr. Burton spent five days with us on a five-village tour. It was awesome. You know, and, and I know you know what they said because they report back to you again this summer. And we're going on another trip next year, and, and I, I hope that uh, you will send another staff with us to hear the needs of rural Alaska. Thank you. Thank you, Cliff. Appreciate that. And, you know, in terms of advocates for rural and the interior and the Yukon um, areas uh, and the salmon on the Yukon, I have an advocate that's the best, strongest, most powerful advocate in my whole world, and that's my wife, Julie, who uh, is very, very, very good on those, on those issues. Very good. Very strong. Thank you. And our final question is okay. from uh, Representative Stutz. Thank you very kindly. Nice to see you. It's always I, a pleasure please. to have you here. I was delighted to hear you mention the crisis in the fisheries, yeah. and I was doubly delighted to hear you mention the loophole being closed December 22nd. Yeah. My concern is enforcement of the closure of that loophole. If we don't have enforcement, the closing of the loophole isn't going to do us any good. So how, what is the anticipation and the enforcement yeah. of that closure? Well, look, great question, and thank you. You are a strong advocate on this. This, this loophole, just, for, again, for people who maybe aren't representing fishing communities in Alaska, this is a giant thing. Like I said, we worked on it relentlessly, depending on how you measure it, 10 years or the last two years, and it was having a hugely negative impact on our fishing communities and our fishermen. I met with UF, uh, United Fishermen of Alaska yesterday here in Juneau, and um, again, I think it doesn't get as reported. I know it does in Kodiak, but our, our fishing uh, community it's going through a really 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 rough time and a lot of this was actually driven by the russians they flooded the global markets with salmon they flooded global markets with pollock they crashed the prices of these fish and it's been really bad so this 
we think will help firm up prices, not everywhere globally, but, you know, they can now no longer ship any fish, any fish to our markets, period. Um, second, uh, and this is really good news, um, one of the reasons I had legislation, you may have seen, to try and fix this, and I brought it to the Senate floor a couple times, and it was blocked by some of my Democrat Senate colleagues, and they were blocking it, ironically, because they had importers uh, that imported big amounts of Russian pollock and salmon. Well, I was like, you know, and I had some debates with some of my Senate colleagues on the floor of the Senate, like, hey, this is a bad business model, right? Tell your constituents this is a bad business model. They're relying on, like, communist dictatorship fish. You need to rely on freedom fish from Alaska, right? And seriously, I meant it. When they said, well, well, they're worried, I said, literally, I, I have constituents who can supply you that fish, right? Don't get it from Russia. Don't get it from China. By the way, the Chinese, when the Russians send their pollock to China, they actually inject it with, like, 40% phosphates, right, to make it look fatter and more plump. It's disgusting, right? I mean, and then they ship it in the United States. So let's not rely on that. So now it's illegal to rely on that. And what our fishermen are starting to see, and we had this discussion yesterday, is these importers, mostly on the East Coast, are now calling Alaskan fishermen saying, hey, uh, i got to get off the Russian communist dictator fish shipped to China. Do you guys have any good Alaskan freedom fish? And, of course, the Alaskan fishermen are starting to hear this, and, of course, they're liking it.